Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it is that time of the week. It is Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for Wrestling Chat with Friends. This is the Thursday show. I am your host, Cheats. I am joined, as always, by my guy, EJ the Collector. EJ, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. I am here. I am present. I am accounted for, and I am accountable. It's great to see you. Let's get right to the collector's choice this week. ProWrestlingCrate.com delivery came today. The nice. things I got today. Nice. The ICP pin. Big Remember, wrestling fans, the Juggalos. They sure are. Remember, I have no, I have no say in the matter of what comes. Right, right. I got a comic book. It's a cryptic, clo- cryptic closet, cryptic closet with a Ford. By our very own AEW star Abaddon. Wow, so, I don't know what Cryptic Closet is though. Is that, uh, help me. I, are you into comic books? Is this a comic book thing? I'm not into comic books. Don't know much about them. Eli has gotten into them a little bit, but there's okay. Abaddon. I guess you worked at Ford, and this crate that I get always promises one autograph a month. Okay. And last month it was Tyler Breeze. This month, the Warlord. Wow. One half of the powers of pain right so guy is, the there. is a legend i first saw him in nwa way back in the wow, day teamed yes. up with teamed up with the barbarian with a wwe run back in the late 80s early 90s so yeah wow. person crate coming through again i'm a uh, proud subscriber but thanks for watching the show guys everybody youtube wrestling chat with friends twitter at wcwf pod Facebook, join the group, Wrestling Chat with Friends. Let's get it on, Cheats. Lots to talk about. Lots to talk about, and it is Thursday night, so that means we are talking mostly AEW, pretty much predominantly all AEW. AEW Dynamite last night was in Virginia. If you didn't know, MJF reminded you several times. It was like he almost forgot where he was and just kept saying Virginia, Virginia, Virginia. But never once, in, never once mentioned Norfolk. Just for right, they were in Norfolk. They were in the Tidewater area. Who was it? Was it Shivani that was giving them all the Tidewater area facts in there at the beginning? And then Taz was like, "Cut it out, Shivani. We know, we know." It was nostalgia for Shivani. He's been coming through Norfolk for forty years now. It was a lot of fun. They had a really, really good show. I'm looking at looking at all the recaps. Um, it was basically given an A A minus grade. I will say there were several matches that I thought were good matches in the Norfolk show. Overall, I would I don't know if I'd have rated the show in A. It's a really high-quality show, and I think this is the victim of AEW success, right? At this point, you're getting a really high-quality show, really high-quality wrestling, and I'm sitting here waiting for, like, some spectacular shoe to drop all a the ret- time now. A, ret- a return, a debut. Right, I'm looking for something equally. that makes it like an A, but it was a really good quality show with a quality main event, which was uh, uh, Lucha Brother Pinta. One third of the uh, trio's champions took on John Moxley in regards to uh, the AEW Heavyweight title. We kind of knew when they announced this match what it was going to be, but it was, you know, they are great Great competitors, great workers, gave the fans exactly what they wanted to see. Moxley comes out on top. Before we get into all the details, what was your impression of just Norfolk, the setting, the crowd over at AEW Dynamite last night? Norfolk has hosted wrestling 
in some way, shape, or form for many, many years. It's always a good crowd. It's a great wrestling town. Richmond is as well. I thought the Norfolk fans came correct. You know, the the scope is not the largest arena uh, that I've ever been in, you know, 4,500 and somewhere around there. But it was loud, you know, for the for the I think they were appropriate in their call and response with the wrestlers. I've never been to an event in Norfolk, but I have lots of friends who go regularly. And I'm always proud when Virginia comes strong on television. I do think it was a good show. I forget if it was Excalibur or maybe Tony. It was a very physical night. The matches were extremely mm-hmm. physical, um, kind of highlighted by some spots by uh, Claudio Penta, of course, I overall really enjoyed watching. I caught up, was a little bit behind on it, but caught up and thought all the matches were of good quality. I thought the matches were really, really high quality. Um, you know, just some, they, and we'll go through them. They had some really high quality matches, but let's start with what's going on outside of the ring and a little bit of what was teased uh, last night inside of the ring as well, but it's still outside of the ring stuff. News is breaking now. Pretty yeah. much this week. Uh, if we're going to get updates on what's happening, it looks like they're kind of priming down for Omega and the Bucks to come back. And they also seem to be priming for CM Punk to be gone from AEW for good. The story is now, you know, believe what you will, but the story is now uh, CM Punk says the press conference comments weren't that big of a deal in his mind. He did not see them as this pipe bomb type moment. He goes in the back. Now the story is Omega and the Bucks kick in the door. They hurt CM Punk's dog. uh, Knocks the dog's teeth out or loosens them where they have to be removed. And CM Punk is now, I think, is defending his dog. What do we make of all of this? Well... I'm ready for this to sort of be resolved. I want to sort of hear resolved, even though I know as a fan, I'm not entitled to any official announcements. Tony Khan has made it very clear that we are not entitled to anything. No doubt about it. Uh, the elite will return the bucks and Kenny. The, the, there's a vignette for them. So obviously they'll be coming back. The new information is actually old information. One of the early reports from the brawl out was that, and it was disputed immediately and apparently multiple times confirmed that there really wasn't any kicking of the door in, certainly not like physically kicked a door open. I remember that being an initial report. I guess it was shut down by multiple sources who said there was no kicking in. Now, I never believed that these guys calmly knocked and walked in the door but what didn't come out until recently was this issue of the dog being injured by a door opening violently and CM Punk basically using the Illinois version of the stand your ground law. You know, the man, a man's home is his castle. I guess right. that, ex- I guess that extends to a locker room. Um, so it, you know, I, I, I believe all that could happen. And I believe that if a door was violently or opened up and it, and it hit Larry punk's going to snap. He was already ticked off. I also believe that he might've felt that this wasn't uh, the media comments weren't a huge deal, but it, since some of these, this information is brand new, it just makes me feel like these are now some things that are getting out because they're discussing a buyout. 
I'm sure Punk and his team want the most favorable terms of their buyout. A no-compete clause, for some reason, could be a holdup. But true, true or not, it really doesn't matter. The elite's going to come back. Punk's likely to get some sort of buyout. And it's going to be over. And we won't see Punk again on television, on Turner at least. And that just makes me sad because the most anticipated return in a decade right. got fumbled in a year. I don't know. Who, a lot of blame to put around, but it just makes me sad. It, you know, with a month and a half kind of after, let everything sort of marinate and sit down. I'm just sad that we're not going to see Punk anymore because he brought uh, an energy and a new look to AEW that most of us have been waiting for for years. Him to speak, him to appear, him to wrestle. He did all that very quickly, won the title twice, never defended it, and now he's gone over some poor decisions probably all around. What do you think about it? My thing is, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, my thing is, if this is the end of what we know of the CM Punk return to AEW, which I actually do believe, and he would have to prove me very wrong on this, that this would be the end of CM Punk basically in mainstream wrestling. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think he goes back to the WWE. I don't care who's in charge. I don't think he yeah. goes back there. I don't know if they would want him back. I don't think he makes extended New Japan runs or anything like that. He may pop up on a show once or twice. He's not, I don't think he's going to last in like land an impact and be satisfied. Right. So I, if this doesn't work, then I do think this is kind of probably like the end. Right. And then when we look at the totality of this, it's a, it, it, it it's a C plus maybe be my like it's that and, and it's because it was an a when he comes back when he first comes back that's yeah. an a plus they hit it out of the park it's a complete home run some of the in-ring stuff was kind of very rusty okay he gets his sea legs back he has a good match with mjf especially like at the like he does some really good stuff but overall you're kind of looking at it like this was not i don't think even a b plus a minus run if we're looking at it in Hulk, cause it's marred by all this other stuff as well. That probably drags it down some. So I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I would be incredibly sad if this was the kind of official end of CM Punk as we know it in wrestling. Um, I would be extremely disappointed because I feel like someone somewhere should have stopped this train before it completely went off the tracks and it's and i just don't and it's tony but it's also everyone else there's so many other people before we didn't and we as fans we didn't even know when we we i don't know i don't honestly i don't remember hangman pages promo that obviously got the ire of cm punk i think i watched it but it didn't resonate with me um if punk didn't express his frustration with that to the right people were the right way back then who knows but it obviously just simmered for a while maybe yeah, it simmered through, all, his, through was, his injury if tony had been if tony had been more present maybe he would have felt the tension you know if he was i, I don't know there's all these little yeah. things in hindsight where you right. would see like man if you just stopped it here stopped it here stopped it here if possible now there there are some people that are they're just Known, there are a lot of athletes are known self sabotagers. Everything goes out. How many athletes do you see in other professions where 
they get to a new team. It works for a year. First year is great. Second year, ladder rocky. Third year, they, they, you know, they're they're paying them to stay home, right? Right. This is this seems to be the motif of a CM Punk personality now, which sucks, right? Yeah, because it totally he, sucks. I think he's a dynamic uh, personality. It was so ex- when I I just remember, as we all do, the conversation of, "Hey, look, what." can possibly AEW do to make this thing a viable competitor to the WWE. And at the time the conversations were, and this was year, you know, two years ago or whenever mm-hmm. the conversations was get CM Punk, get Brian Danielson and you got it. You got something right. They get them both along with the elevated John Moxley, along with an emerging star like MJF, along with, an emerging star like Jade Cardgill and, and Warley. They've got them all. Miro and Aleister Black. You know, they've got them all. And they've got this product. AW has this product that I definitely for sure fire can compete. And it's proven that it can be a competitive force on television, on the pay-per-views. And, and I just think this is the biggest star you have kind of personality-wise in and out of the ring. You gotta, you gotta figure out a way to make this work. It wasn't meant to be. Now I'll say right. this. I'll say this. I think AEW has, or you know, Tony has realized that we don't need to be the same product as WWE. In fact, we ought to, we ought to, and they, they, he has done this. Promoted himself not like the AEW, the WWE product. It is okay to be drawing 700,000 to a million viewers Absolutely. offering offering a pro wrestling product on Turner Cable which is nostalgia from WCW days from NWA days it's also a totally legit it's a very you know, popular television product like, Absolutely. Again, and it's, you're and it's just fun yeah, and from a wrestling and from a wrestling fan it's a it's still even without punk even with punk and seemingly the mess that's been made of it it's still a great second offering to the main course if you're a pro wrestling fan on t- watching on TV consuming sure. content. And, and to so many people, a better product. Like, mm-hmm. There's there's so many people that the WWE is not their brand. It's not their style of wrestling, not their style of... It's not what they grew up with with the territories or WCW. AEW is much closer to a territory uh, WCW product than WWE will ever be. Yep. And, and there's a lot of fans that are my age that's in their 40s or you know around that age that re, that fondly remember mm-hmm. NWA on TV they remember WCW and the whole run on TV and preferred that type of product and AEW does that extremely extremely well and I'm and I'm one of them and I'm still very much entertained by the product week to week very much, um, very I, much. I, and, and this Thursday was a great show it's not a be- great example I'll be okay if CM Punk's not around. I've been okay with Kenny and the Bucks not around. They'll be, fi- <laughs> they'll, they'll be fine. Ken- Kenny is Kenny is a big single star. He needs to be there. Bucks are a dynamic tag team, but there are plenty of ta- plenty sure. of tag teams there that the product is not driven down by their absence. In my opinion, I'll say one thing about CM Punk. He's yeah. he's going to be okay. Uh, he he has tried a comic book career. With Marvel, that didn't work out very well. He was Owen 2, not for him. He's in his right. mid 40s. There's not too many wrestlers on TV now 
in their 40s. And the ones like Dustin Rhodes, like Bobby Lashley, they had been competing steadily for 20 plus years. So I don't think it's in the cards for CM Punk to make any sort of full-time return to pro wrestling, but he's going to do just fine on the, the, the Comic-Con circuit. He'll be a huge attraction everywhere he goes. Um, and, you know, he'll, he'll find something else to do with himself. But this is just almost, as we reach the end of this sort of brawl out and its ramifications, it's just bewildering to me that somewhere, even to this day, somewhere, Tony, Kenny, CM Punk, and their respective teams can't meet, meet in a hotel conference room somewhere right. and say, right. let's, let's make a ton of money. There's still a ton right. of money to be made on the table. Um, it's on be, the table they, for this. It's it's surprising that they haven't figured out a way to be adults, right? They maybe they, maybe they have, and we won't. We don't know, but it's not. We looking hope that so. Way. We, hope, we so. hope so, but not looking like it. But the product's gonna be fine. Last thing on this: Does uh, CM Punk show up in New Japan or somewhere like that and wrestles on a big card again? I do not think he shows up in New Japan. I have not dismissed the possibility of him returning to WWE. I don't know how and what form. Triple mm-hmm. H in an interview this mm-hmm. week. Gave the the standard never say never line, uh, but did say there has to be interest on both sides. I don't think he thinks CM Punk's interested. I don't believe he's all that interested. The planets would have to align, but planets do align, and it wouldn't surprise me. But I don't think CM Punk would even fit in the current product right now. I mean, they'd find room for him, and he'd be great. But I don't think WWE wants to – I think they'd see that as a cheap pop. Yeah, his, but they're a lot not of money. A- Look, WWE is not a not above cheap pops. Mm-hmm. Um, my thing is, if any, if there's any indication of what we've learned right through this run, is that CM Punk is prideful to the part where he is extremely stubborn and difficult. Right? Seems like it. And my thought is, his pride would not allow him. To, to to make nice with Triple H and Shawn Michaels and those guys and just go back. I, I just, I, I, that, that's where I would draw the line. But there was talk about his wife even returning back. So who knows? Money always talks. Money so, always talks. So, and, you know, I'm sure Punk and AJ have generational wealth already, but everyone can use a little more stra- uh, scratch. I do not put it past him, although I, I give it a a 8% chance of happening. We, you have often expressed your opinion about the Bucks and Omega. You touched on it a little bit. There was a vignette about the vanishing elite uh, on – I thought it was just online. Turns out that they ran it on Dynamite, the vanishing mm-hmm. elite. So that definitely – if you're putting them on TV, you're talking about them, you're vanishing them, they are going to return. Yes. Probably full gear. Um, I'm with you in the sense that I have not missed the Bucks. I haven't missed Omega since he was gone. I didn't miss. I really didn't miss Omega when he was gone for the injury extended amount of time. He comes back, didn't look great. Um, but I do recognize from some of the sixty-minute uh, matches that he gave. You know, Danielson. I think at Grand Slam. Like I do realize that this Kenny Omega is is a star. He's not the he's not the version of the star that he was. In Japan, but he is a star. I still, to this day, think that the cage match between the Bucks and the Lucha Brothers at—I uh, can't remember what pay-per-view it was. 
where the Lucha Brothers won and, and won the belts, mm-hmm. I do believe might be still to this day my favorite AEW match of all time. Sure. Uh, Ray Phoenix on the top of the cage, full crossbody over all three up. Like uh, those types of matches, you know, may not be everybody's cup of tea because there was a lot of choreography in there, but Bucks, Lucha Brothers, uh, Omega, like, do you, you know they're coming back? You know, I know how you feel about them, but where do you see, like, where do you see when they do come back? Do you see, where do they go? Do they go I, to the top of the ticket? I, don't, I doubt it. I doubt it too. I honestly, I wonder how, if the storyline will be some sort of redemption story that they're going to make out of this, that's possible. Honestly, because I care about the success of this company, I'm actually far more con- curious as to what any executive roles they're going to have. Will their return mean, are they still going to have their EVP titles? Will they have them, but really won't have any EVP duties? Some would say that's what they were sort of doing before, but I think also they were in charge of some of the, the talent recruiting. I know Kenny certainly was, and Kenny was also uh, apparently responsible for putting some of the women's storylines together. The, Nick and Matt are are a very a very talented athletes. They're not the end all be all of business sense and anything else. Personally, come back and come back and wrestle. Um, I don't know. They don't no no one who's on TV needs to have any authority status backstage. That has proven time and time again to not really work. So I'm fine to have him back. Put him in a tag team. I'm far more concerned about the ones who haven't been suspended and are not on TV. So the Bucks coming back is going to put yet another, you know, get another chunk of TV time, deservedly so, but it's also going to further vanish somebody else. So there's a lot going on. We've talked about it since the, almost the creation of this show and of AEW. We've talked about their stacked roster and everyone fighting for talent. So this will just, this will just continue. But Kenny Omega deserves to be in main event storylines because he is a main event star in AEW. Well, let's talk about someone that is not, I don't believe is technically injured, but is not right now on AWTV. However, the news just broke not too long ago. PWI's top 150 to 2020 top 10 women. Number three is, I believe, the current AEW champion and our and our, our, our OG host, Megan Heel with Heels, favorite women's wrestler, Thunder Rosa. Thunder is making some media rounds uh, and obviously thanking fans and thanking people for being respected as the number three woman on the PWI list. However, I I have no idea what shape she's in with this company. Um, I have no idea if she's going to come back. They've been very clear to make sure that they keep saying interim when they talk about the women's division and the title, Tony storm is the interim champion, but Brett Baker took some shots, uh, you know, took some shots on a podcast recently. I think it was Swerve's podcast, uh, Thunder Rosa, not wanting to be there. Thunder Rosa. We don't exactly know what, what to make of it. Let me ask, let me ask in this way. Do, are, are we happy with Thunder Rosa being placed number three and two, do we want Thunder Rosa back in AEW? What like, wh- what do you think about kind of where Thunder Rosa is right now? So my question first was, and I know with the PWI 500 that came out 
handful of weeks ago. It was for like period June to it June. Is, it's the same. It's, it's the same. Same, same to you, June. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During during that June to June, uh, it's yeah. hard to argue with Thunder Rosa being a top five. Her her run, her appearance in multiple storylines. She feuded for the belt for months before she won it, and then held it for a while. I'm actually surprised Britt Baker wasn't a little higher up, given just the high profile she's been in. I adore Thunder Rosa. I want her on my television. I want her healthy. Um, she's another example of someone who is a strong personality, who wants to sort of dictate as much as she can about her own brand and how she's perceived. Um, this one sort of has me a little confounded. I sort of want her back. I have no idea what her timetable is, but the fact that I, when they, when they reference Tony Storm as the interim champion. I don't know if that's because they really do acknowledge Thunder Rosa as the current champion and those two will inevitably meet, or they're using it because they used it and they have to sort of keep using it for con continuity terms, but maybe they have no idea what's going on. So I want her, I'd love to have her back because I think there's some great feuds she could have there. But, you know, if she's not satisfied with her role in the company, then I'm all for these wrestlers doing what's best for them at this point because re, you know the there is there is no union. These wrestlers for historically been taken advantage of. So I like this sort of modern take on these guys sort of owning their own brand, guys and girls. So I love her. I love to have her back. I don't know. It did, none of this feels like it's a shoot work because they know she's going to reappear at full gear. No, no. I, I, I think this is timing with a list, and for whatever reason, who thought, like you said, Thunder Rosa does a lot of her own creative, a lot of her own media with her vlog and so forth. Mm -hmm. But I think the list comes out. She, I think she's on Busted Open, or she, she just seemed to have hit a lot of media this week. Yeah. Um, and she, and she does a lot of that stuff in general. But obviously, this week everybody's talking about you know her her success and and being one of the top women in the industry and that's what i don't fully understand and we'll never know as layman's that are just watching this as fans you know a lot of people are upset with creative because they don't have enough time thunder rosa i think felt as if her title run wasn't respected in the anthem in the kind of big picture where AEW saw women's wrestling in general However, she was still the women's champion. Yeah. She had a storyline that had people buy into her climbing that mountain, mm -hmm. then succeeding that mountain. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're upset about the overall place in the women's division in AEW, that's valid. However, you're not Ruby Soho, right? You're not, you're not uh, Mercedes Martinez, which are other women on the list that are in AEW. But Thunder Rosa was getting time. She might not have been getting the perfect feud. And, and we all made it. We knew this. Number five on that list is Jay Cargill. We know that Jay Cargill is the present, future, and whatever mm -hmm. of AEW's women's division. So you're, you're almost biding your time, right? You have the A belt, but it's almost like the B belt. Um, I will say this, and it, to change the subject just a little bit, because I'm with you. I want Thunder Rosa back. I do think number three for her, well-deserved. Even yep. though I, I don't know who number one is, I'm not familiar with um, Stardom, Stardom. And, and, and Surrey from Stardom. Bianca mm -hmm. Belair is number two. Thunder Rosa, Becky Lynch, Jay Cargill round out the top five. 100% fine with that. 
Absolutely. Um, I will say this. Nyla Rose is funny as hell. Oh, yeah. And Nyla Rose, I know when she, when we, when AEW started, Riho, Brett Baker, Nyla Rose were big kind of pushes, right? They were the first real pushes of the women's division AEW. I did not recognize how funny Nyla Rose is. And she mm -hmm. is hilarious on and off the camera. Her jokes are funny. They're timely with the culture. Like, she's great. Uh, she's so great. I don't even think she needs Vicky Guerrero as much as they pair them together. I was going to say, she does not need a Vicky Guerrero. And she actually makes Vicky Guerrero somewhat tolerable because because Nyla, Nyla's so good. She's hilarious. And I, I, I know this is almost like a placeholder feud with Jade. But it's so good. It's so funny. And she is the one person I think that's just witty enough and funny enough that, you know, just just even think about it. Whoever thought of stealing the belt and carrying it around and then stealing Jade's car and like really, you know, getting under Jade's skin. I, I just think it's great. So it's it's terrific. Kudos and kudos to Nyla Rose. I tell you, Jade's being made to look absolutely invincible, but that's not a hundred percent practical. They're not, they're not building anyone. You know, the only person I can see them right now, and this sort of changes week to week. Now it feels like Willow Nightingale is eventually going to, yep. is going to be build up. someone who's going to I mean, they have, Jade's going to have to take an L at some point, a clean, right. a clean L. Right. I think it'd be the, the longer it goes, I think the worse it is for her and for the credibility of the division. Um, build somebody up, but Jade, th this attempt to make Jade look vulnerable with a stolen belt sort of leave, th they're, they're protecting the hell out of her. I love she, it. I love, I, I love I the it. I love the Nyla build up though. I, I love it. it. I, I, love, I love it too. I wish Jade had a little bit more of a better catchphrase than cut the shit. I think that's fine, but it doesn't really play. It's great when she does it, but doesn't play. And I, I'm not seeing, I just, I wish I was seeing more of her in the ring. I think it would help. Right. It I would, don't know it, why they, I, 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 maybe they think the plan that they've laid out for Stokely is a bigger plan, like the Stokely and the firm and all that. Yeah, I loved Stokely with Jade. Mm -hmm. I thought Stokely with Jade or, or smart Mark with Jade mm -hmm. was, was great. Like Nyla doesn't need a, a mouthpiece. Jade is 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 good and personable, but she would benefit from Smart Mark being there or or Stokely being there as well Stokely with the baddies. Sure. I mm -hmm. thought I thought it was great. Um, love what they're doing. I'm with you. I do want to see her in the ring more. Yeah, I'm very impressed with the stuff she's doing out of the ring. If you YouTube Jade Cargill and see some of the just like random stuff she's doing, I saw. I actually I, I am not embarrassed to say there was something uh, might have been even old where it was like Jade Cargill getting stretched out by like a chiropractor. Um, and it was like 40 minutes and it's so entertaining. Jade's entertaining. The chiropractor's entertaining. Brian Cage is there in the background. They're talking about like moves and learn. It's just, it's a, you know, and she's got a, a, a master's in sociology or something or psychology. She's, a, she's, in, she's incredibly she's impressive. A genius, Right. Yeah, she's a, yeah. a really impressive person. And, right. see, and, and seemingly has a career well beyond wrestling, but I want to I want to enjoy her while she's while she's doing this. Uh, but okay, so 
last thing on this, because you were right. I, I do think there's a possibility of a uh, Statlinger return some one of these mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Did, did we ever get the Jade Athena match that we wanted to get? <sighs> no. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we got not a one on one. It was not a one on one. It was not a pay per view. What happened? They were building that up, right? They the were. Jay they Athena were. Match. They were. I think the, the Athena and Tony Storm got. I mean, they don't. Yeah, Tony but, Storm got roped into it somehow, yeah. which is unfortunate. Dropped the ball, but Athena's still around. She's appearing on Dark and Elevation, and they need to throw her on one of the two big shows and let her let her run with it because Athena can be. A top star, in my opinion. She is yeah. a top star. And she absolutely was, is. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it whatsoever. Um, <laughs> we got, we got a chat. I, I don't, but I don't. The thing is, that it's a Facebook user. I don't know who it is. But hey, it's, it's, Ident- it's identify yourself. I don't know. It just says because of the way that it works. All right. So let's just quickly before, because I do want to go through some stuff last night that was really, really good. But let's let's stay with AEW. Mm-hmm. And let's stay with the women's division quickly and talk about some of these other ratings. I'm just going to read them all, and you tell me if you're surprised at any of this stuff. Yeah. So we talked about Rose at three, Cargill at five. Mm-hmm. Brett Baker, you mentioned, was surprised that she's out of the top ten at number thirteen. Just because uh, she's pretty much been yeah. the the face the face of a the women's face of AEW. I agree uh, with you 100. percent And with the timetables that we're talking about, whatever timetable you're talking about, if you're talking about the last year and a half brett baker is a major story like a major major story in all of women's wrestling i'm not gonna however i'm not gonna argue with a lot of those names that are ahead of her though so uh yeah, yeah. i would argue with some but uh tony storm at 25 mercedes martinez 28 here's where i'm very surprised willow nightingale at 40 40 that's what i'm trying to figure out what the what where the timetable is and what rankings because it's like where well, do you where do we get a Willow Nightingale from? I wonder if we get a Willow Nightingale from, depending on, uh, there's there's this time frame. She probably wrestled a ton, just wasn't on television. It wasn't in AEW. Yeah, WWE. she wrestled in the indies. There was, there was a reality show, like a documentary series that featured Willow. So there's something, there's something in yeah. that ranking that does count yeah. wins and losses. So she ranked up a ton of wins, but so did a lot of those women. Um, Again, I don't know how scientific these rankings are, but I like right. seeing I like seeing her that high, and I, I you know, don't like seeing her that high over Ruby Soho at sixty, Jamie Hader at sixty four, Hikura Shida at sixty five, Athena at seventy six. Uh, we go down to a hundred. Well, we another another beef here. Ninety six, Leela Gray is over Kira Hogan and Anna J. I don't like either of those. Not listed is our favorite. Uh, uh, black arts who what do we call our girl um from the house of black julia uh, hart julia hart's not not listed uh no, bunny I... bunny's not listed penelope four is not listed uh i don't know where tay uh tay, tay was like 120 tay mellow was like 120 yeah. something yeah um so, so willow at 40 to me is is i love willow nightingale but it seems very high jamie i mean for for jamie hater there's, she's probably doesn't have a, a depth of matches yet. Sheeta was out for a lot for most of the year. Yeah. Um, you know, off off television. So again, I, I wouldn't put too much in this. It almost feels like it's like a lot of these lists. It, there's there has to be something of a popularity contest in this. We have a question here. Where is Tessa Blanchard? She's still wrestling. She 
she's not wrestling full time. She's making appearances places, but she is not on one of the major promotions anymore. She had been on Impact for a while. Um, yeah, she, Jor- Jordan Grace sort of replaced Tessa Blanchard as she sort did. of the, the indie dar- the, the indie darling. And Jordan Grace was in the top. Was she in the top ten? I think she, she was, was like, like, wasn't she like tenth? Maybe she was number like? six. Jordan six? Grace was number six, and she has completely taken whatever real estate Tessa Blanchard had as yeah. a powerhouse force, intergender matches, those types of things. Uh, Jordan, and, and she's and she's great. You should mm-hmm. actually watch her wrestle. Uh, she's 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 really 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 good. But Tessa uh, is another person that kind of, you know, burned the locker room, burned the burn the uh, the organizers, and and very much like we spent the first half of the show talking about CM Punk. Tessa Blanchard is essentially in self exile. Yeah. She is. Um, again, I, I like these lists. I I, I put only so list. much. I put only so much stock in them, but I love seeing. I love being able to debate these. The, all these women are fantastic. You know, everyone who's on that list deserves to be on that list. Who are we to say who's six and who's sixteen and who's sixteen and who's twenty eight? Well, we're, we're wrestling chat with friends. This is what we do. We have, to, have, we have to come back and we, talk we, about these. We things. do have to. I'd love to have them all on as friends to talk about it, but I don't think we're that lucky yet. Um, the the women who are currently employed by we'll talk about AEW, uh, their storylines can be as intriguing as the males. I'm firmly believe that, um, and I think if there are people like Madison Rain and Serena Deeb, kudos to them for sort of writing. Yeah, Serena and- Deeb wasn't on the list. She wasn't. I'm sure she was on the list. She, okay, we gotta check that out. Yeah, we'll see that. But she she should also be ranked higher. Uh, someone asked uh, where Oscar was on the list. Oscar probably is not list. Um, but I don't know where they... she's not in the top ten. So no, I have no, the she... top ten, and then I have the AEW rankings. I don't yeah. Know. But kudos, um, kudos to the women. I'm glad they even have a list. They went years without, uh, without having a list. So let's talk. Them. Let's talk about last night's show. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about last night's dynamite and some of the lead up into full gear. Well, again, we talked about a ton of really good wrestling on AEW Dynamite last night. Let's stay since we're 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 talking a lot about women. I love it. Let's stick with it um, because we did get the return of Riho in the ring, and she took on Jamie Hader. Jamie Hader is who they're building up. I think they're building her up for ultimately some type of turn with Brett Baker. Dark horse, Elliot. Dark horse for Jamie Hader to take on Jade Cargill if she gets enough momentum. Yeah, I would not be surprised if she goes over on Baker and then takes on Jade somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Um, Riho is an amazing athlete. I love to see her. I think we talked about it a little bit in the group chat. Almost unrealistic in our minds to see her go up against a powerhouse like a hater and win. But she was extremely successful and did some really, really cool stuff. What did you think of that match? Oh, I think they're both super talented. Riho, who was the first AEW Women's Champion. First AEW Champion, yeah. Yeah, and really so. she's been gone too long. I think we all sort of forgot how what a talent she is. She came back. Yes, she is uh, somewhat of a – yeah, her, her – she doesn't seem as physically impressive as a Jamie hater. So, yes, it does sort of suspend belief that she could be um, – Gosh, even like the champion, considering this sort of talent that's on the roster now. But yes, this hater is on a ascent that should result in a title run before too long. Who she's going to go through, Britt Baker, and then I'm guessing Tony Storm first. But um, a year from now, I want to see 
Hader have at least one run with that title and be considered, you know, one of the top two, three wrestlers there. Um, Rio, I hope she stays. I don't know if she was gone for an injury or a visa issue, but the more Rio we see on television, the more of that Japanese style is always a plus. I I, I really I think she that. went back overseas, and I mm-hmm. think she was wrestling there. I don't I don't think it was an injury, and I don't think it was any disgruntledness with AEW. Yeah, uh, mystery solved for our unidentified Facebook user. Shout out to the homie Marvin Wall, uh, Marvin, salute. Uh, and then our homie Steve Logan is also in the chat as well. So I, I, I thought it was a great match. Again, always impressed to see Rio, uh, but very, very happy with the outcome. I think the outcome of Jamie Hayter go- going over Rio, still building it up, you know what I mean? There's still kind of some tension there with uh, with Baker and, and mm-hmm. the group. I, I love it. And, and there's the, the little things, the little – stories that aw tells just like the little subtle things they do changing jamie's gear now jamie has her own haters gonna hate intro you're starting to see a little bit of that separation from her just coming out with dmd and being kind of uh, the muscle right so very excited about that Mm -hmm. let's talk about what i think was probably the match of the night probably the match of the night it was in the tag team division. It bought the top guys, FTR, against Swerve in Our Glory. Love, love, love it. The acclaim is there ringside or at the top of the ramp. It's kind of a an eliminator match. I love the fact – this is why I love why the acclaim has the gold. Because now you have all of these amazing tag teams, Swerve in Our Glory – whether it's uh, FTR, whether it's uh, Best Friends, whether it's Lucha Bros, all of these amazing tag teams, even if we put up APB out for private party, I mean, like, um, you have these people that can really, really either eliminate themselves on the way to the top, they can challenge. This match, I thought, was perfect, fit into a great, great night of, uh, of AEW wrestling. It was a great wrestling match. Swerve in our glory cheats. Swerve especially uses the help of the firm and the guns, another tag team that could challenge um, to, to, to go over on FTR, but dramatic storytelling, amazing kickouts. They put a, uh, with, with the big rig on Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was over just an amazing, in my mind, match of the night, Elliot, what did you think? What do you think of this story? What do you think of the acclaim? being the top guys, but FTR really being the top guys and, and Swerver and Glory having a great story. Even though I think there are tag teams that could give FTR a better sort of classic seven-star tag team match, I don't think the Acclaim can do that. I am dying for a feud with FTR and the Acclaimed because of their charisma, the combination of charisma, wrestling ability, storytelling. I... A, I love the fact that Acclaim hold the gold. I wasn't sold on them at first, but I think it's – I think they're I'm making – I'm completely I, I'm sold now too. Yeah, both those guys are fantastic. They had the crowd in the palm of their hands every single week, so that's great. I'm Kudos to the FTR total professionals as far as like understanding the storyline enough to, to be totally okay with taking a pin because – this we were talking about the great tag teams. Swerving our glory, 
I thought they had sort of like, we're going to be like, we're going to keep these guys together. They're just going to tag for a while. Swerve pulls another underhanded move. Lee didn't see it this time, you know, but, um, and they get the win over FTR. It was, you know, anytime you pin FTR, that's impressive enough. So they appear to be right back into the tag team uh, scenario. Um, I think FTR will, will cost Swerve in our glory the next win, but, Swerve and Glory is is deemed for a feud with each other, so that's not it's a tag deemed team. Deemed a feud with each other, not even a tag last, team. We can count on even last term. night. Swerve will Swerve's going to be the heel, right? Swerve will take all the cheating, all the help. Keith Lee is the admirable, honorable. We don't need to cheat to win. I didn't like that. There was a promo, was it on Rampage uh, last week? That was a bit to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like Swerve, what are you doing? We don't need to resort to low blows or cheating or help. And Swerve's like, whatever, we got the win. It's let to move on. Um, I do think they're 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 building up for a uh, a feud with each other. I think you're exactly right. The other thing that you mentioned that I also think is exactly right. While the acclaim is completely over, crowd eating on the palm of their hands, not a hundred and I don't think that they could do what FTR and Swerve and Our Glory did last night. I don't yeah. even think they could put on that caliber. Agreed. Of a match. Agreed. Uh, I think they could put on a good match with FDR. It's probably going to be a little bit different with uh, with Swerve and our glory. Max Caster, here's the thing, though. Max is sneaky big and, and hella strong. Both of them are hella strong. Mm-hmm. So they can do some things where they might lift Keith Lee up and everybody will be like, oh, you know, they're slamming Andre the Giant. Uh, always impressed with Keith Lee. I thought, it, I thought it was a good match last night. I thought it was uh, the match of the night last night. Uh, but there are some other contenders. Let me let it's it's time to talk about our boy, because we I, I always love to talk about him. What do you think of the performance Sammy Guevara put on with Brian Danielson last night? People ought to. I mean, you, there's a lot you can say about Sammy Guevara. There's I a love lot. Sammy. I love I, Sammy. I love Sammy. I think he. I think he's actually genuinely a decent human being. I don't know done, about that. Who, well, I think I think he's a, I think he's a decent human being who's done a lot of maturing the last couple of years. I don't know about that. He I know he's still, a hell of a wrestler. He is still a young kid. He is a hell of a wrestler. Yeah. When when you can go with with Brian Danielson and look ever the equal for you know for the, for basically the majority of the match, his his move set on the ropes is basically as good as anyone there. He has the, he has the fearlessness of a Darby Allen. He's crazy. Yeah, he he, he is he is he crazy, which means his wrestling his wrestling career is probably not going to be as long as you know Randy Orton's. Um, but he is a great. He can do a he can do heel work great. He's he has the ability to do, to do work as a face really well because he can generate um, fan support. He did it for years, and he's off you know behind the camera, like we said about Nyla with his vlogs. He does come off as like a seemingly a genuinely good dude who is young and makes mistakes and has a hot wife and a good life. So I'm, I'm all fine with Sammy also, but seeing, seeing Brian, uh, seeing Brian beat his ass and choke him out. Also good too. It's definitely what the fans wanted. And also let's, I want to go back to Sammy, but let's talk about this new Brian that we're seeing. So Mm -hmm. the, 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 even not so subtle gestures now is that Blackpool, something's going to heal and it's either going to be William Regal. Cause there's been some hints of, and some, and some overtures mm-hmm. of, of Regal doing some things here. 
Mm-hmm. Danielson's definitely kind of getting to that heel energy, especially if if Yuta's over and he's going to feud with Yuta and uh, Claudio's trying to be the bigger man in the room. But this this Danielson that we're seeing now, angrier, meaner, not take you know talking back or not taking disrespect or talking back from Yuta. Uh, there's a story there. What mm-hmm. do you what do you see and do you like it? I think all those. I do like it. Uh, I I do like it. Except I really like Blackpool Co- uh, Combat Club as a faction. Yes. But everyone's seeming to go in a certain direction. Marxism is sort of acting unilaterally as the champ. Regal again. I, like I said last week, I think he's going to be the Paul Heyman to MJF at some point. I think he will turn and link up, you know, the ultimate, the ultimate bad guy with the devil. You know, that's sort of what we want to see. Yuta and Danielson can have a feud Daniels, but you know, I, I don't want to see BCC break up, but it certainly looks like we're sort of headed that way toward a schism. So it feels like it's too soon. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. I, I'm yeah. okay with them breaking up in time. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just got together. They just started selling the t-shirts. You know what I mean? Right. Um, they just got Yuta to a place where he's holding belt and Claudio. And it's mm-hmm. like in Mott's like Regal comes. I feel like it's too soon. It, had, it, would, it would not have been a year. If they break up at full gear or something goes crazy, it wouldn't be a year, right? Blackpool wouldn't yeah. be together for a year. Right. Yeah. So Re- Regal, like, Regal's only been there for six months probably. So, so that's my thing with that. But I, I will tell you this. I love a good, angry, heelish Brian Danielson. Sure. I love it. I actually think that it's better than the face Brian mm-hmm. Danielson that Joey. I love a heel Danielson. Uh, thing I'll say about Sammy is I would not be surprised. We always talk about this. What's the possibility? And everybody's talking about the MJF 2024 or 26 or whatever. If you're making notes, and looking at who's young enough, who's athletic enough, who's over enough, who's got a personality enough, who's got some relationship with the WWE enough. Sammy and Tay, yeah, coming together, come yeah. going over in some faction down the road as a couple, heel couple, popular couple. I don't care. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I wouldn't rule it out if you if if they're all in. If AEW does what they're supposed to. And locks MJF up for the long term future. A Sammy might be a person or a Darby, but definitely a Sammy seems to. Oh yeah, there. I mean, you, we could rattle off a handful of those. We say the same about someone like Ricky Starks as well. Sammy, Love Starks. yeah. I mean, Tay was in NXT, competed in the May Young yep. Classic. Sammy was trained by Booker T, so there is familiarity um, yep. with with members over there. Uh, I think. I mean, this I think we will see over the next few years. Just we'll see a bunch of these. I mean, a lot of a lot of wrestlers who get released from WWE go do the indies. Well, now the indies have a major promotion on television. Sure. So sure. we will we will see, there will be there will be AEW talent who will graduate, and there'll be continue to be WWE stars who will be phased out or recruited. And we're going to see this more and more. But Sammy is definitely someone, especially paired with Tay. Who could make waves in 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 WWE? Imagine imagine Sammy. Imagine Sammy and Cody doing it, rolling it back and running it back. All the feuds that are there for the taking. I would love to see it. Um, I love seeing Sammy in AEW too because I think he gets to 
maybe do some things that he that he wouldn't otherwise do there. But I'm all for it. But whatever makes them happy, um, I want. But they should stay as a couple. I hope they will. Um, whether they're an AW or WWE, Sammy's got a bright future in pro wrestling, in my opinion. Give me sixty seconds on the Eddie Kingston promo about. Oh my, don't worry about Eddie. It's 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 literally. <laughs> if I was in my twenties and I was thinking about the kind of like pro wrestling character I would want to be, I I would have. If I in my in my on my best day, I would have cut a promo like Eddie did. You could tell. I mean, they they're really working this. He's a disturbed character. He's <laughs> he's gritting his teeth through it. He don't want people talking to him. It's so good because it's so probably Eddie's life. No one lives their authentic self more than Eddie Kingston. I don't know who he's going to unleash it on, who he's going to snap on, but just having Eddie and Renee together. Basically, pretty good. Basically, they, they've, basically they've, they've got a relationship. They basically, Moxley's Moxley's two wives on yeah. on on television. Yeah. Um, I, I I haven't seen Eddie in the ring in a while, so I kind of right. want to get that. But keep I'm keep okay Eddie, with that. Keep Eddie on television. Keep doing <laughs> his need, weird. Keep doing his weird promos. I don't need Eddie in the ring. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I like I like wild card Eddie who could do anything in any moment. That's yeah, the kind I don't of need Eddie in the ring. I'm good. I'm good with Eddie in the ring. I'm good. Keep keep doing what Eddie's doing. Sixty second promo last night I thought was golden. So uh, good. Two quick two quick things or not too quick, but we are coming up on the hour. Are we happy with with the way they've introduced and the way they've I've seemingly made Renee Paquette, uh, Paquette ubiquitous now. She's like the she's everywhere. Renee is mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Now Renee is a big, big star. So you should you you should use Renee in a way that's effective. But I, I are, are we happy with the Renee introduction? And Renee is instantly the person. Oh, 100 percent This is this is a role that I'm surprised that, that this wasn't jumped on earlier. Uh Renee and John. Well, they I guess I guess Renee wanted to you know, be more, be present in, in her, in her child's first year of life. While, John's while, in rehab. Well, John's in rehab and on yeah, the road. The whole thing. Th- their life seems to be smoothed out now where Renee can now travel. I'm guessing travels with the family. So the three of them go together. She is a natural in front of the camera. Um, I didn't realize how much like work she had done before she got into wrestling. I knew she had hosted a few shows, but yeah. I, did, I did not know the breath of her music video appearances until you heard, till you and, watched AEW with RJ City. I did shout out to RJ City, our, our good friend, and thank our you for the cam- thank you for the cameo, RJ. Uh, yeah, I think she's great. I want to see her every week. It was even joked about that she has replaced Tony Schiavone, but I like Tony right where he is too, behind the mic. So yeah, th- this is the this is the announced crew. That, think, we, we haven't seen Jr. in a while, right? When was the last time we? JR was not there last night, right? He was not there last night. He is he kind of doing rampages now. Um, okay, not we'll sure rampage last. Uh, I JR, love the team they have. I love Excalibur, mm-hmm. Shivani, Taz. That's fine. They JR, don't, they don't do anything. Yeah, else. JR will be just fine moving to an emeritus role where he shows up on sure. uh, pay per views and the occasional dynamite. I no longer we shouldn't see JR as a full time because uh, there's just there's just better there's just better ones who are doing it right now. Yeah, no, I'm 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 with you. I'm really happy with Renee being there. I'm really happy with. Uh, with the way they're using her, I did. Think, here's my here's my uh, point of contention, and this world will probably disagree. Okay. Didn't love the MJF promo last night. Really? 
What did you I, love about it? So many things. Um, one, I don't like. I, I get the the intro and in the song and calling himself the devil. Mm-hmm. When you get to the point where it's like, are there any devil worshippers in the audience? And everyone's like, yeah. I think it's stupid. <laughs> I think it's dumb. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, okay. I don't want to see it. I don't. You know what I mean? mean did I do not like the the devil worshipper t-shirt? Yeah, I was like, like what, are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, mm-hmm. come on. Um, you know. He does his thing, and it's you know Renee says hello, and then he takes the microphone and does. At this point, it's I'm not at the point where I can say, "Let's get somewhere," because we know where we're going. We know mm-hmm. we're going to full gear. We know the match is going to take place. But I, I just, you know, this was the first time where I was like, "Yeah, I just don't need five minutes of MJF on the mic just doing his MJF promo thing." Well, you, I mean, and I you, do like. I you, know like what, you know what he's doing. You know what he's doing, right? I okay. I think so, and I do like the firm, like putting him through a table at the end and all of that. So I still think it's like a work. I think the whole thing's a work. Yeah, I don't well, trust MJF for nothing. No, I don't trust this, Stokely. I don't trust the firm. I think it's all a work. This, but this, uh, this face turn that he's really stupid. It, he's really. I mean, it's. It's 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 an insincere, non genuine right. face turn, right. and he's, he's doing that very well. You know, I don't think anyone is has any misgivings about what's going on here. Um, whether or not I was surprised by, you know, I can believe a fake dissension firing Stokely, you know, only to have Stokely help him at full gear and they yeah. embrace yeah. in the ring. But the viciousness of the attack on MJF last night led me to believe, led, led me to think like that's more than just the fake. They put they put him through a table. I, that is that's work. well, work. it probably is. But if MJ then if MJF like at at full gear is celebrating with Morrissey, is celebrating with Stokely, I, I don't like the hey, we put you through a table, but I loved it. You know, you know that's that seemed a little. It seems a little too hokey and cheesy for me, even though I know where it's going. Exactly. Um, now the question but, is: Is it going this way for the regal turn? Yeah, that, that's why I think this may be completely unconnected. The firm—they may have just the firm may be a, have been a bad idea that they're sort of working <laughs> that, that they're working on the fly because he doesn't need he doesn't need hired henchmen. He I like him with I like him with hired henchmen. He seems like a guy that would have hired henchmen. I want him with I want him with Regal, you know. I think Stokely and those guys. I mean, th- those guys are all going to have to make it on their own too. I I I didn't. I don't think they should have had that severe an attack on MGF last night. I should have been teased a little bit more with the firing, maybe holding him back from fighting. But if you start putting MGF through tables, and then only to have him reconcile and celebrate in a few weeks from now. I don't. I don't like that. That ending, but that. But that's where we're going. Um, were you? Were you okay with the MJF promo? Yeah, I was fine with it. Like I. I like it. Wasn't. I don't think it was his best one. Okay. I thought he was playing up a little bit, but I think that was done by design. He didn't. He, there wasn't this. What we've seen a lot is this kind of "woe is me." I was dogged. I was bullied as a kid. I think because he was doing that for William Regal. This was so, more. This was more just like, "Hey, Virginia, we love you." Hey, Moxley, you know. So I was fine with it. It is just sort of setting the table for full gear. So it, they don't have to all be home runs, but um, what he's doing is just proving his value every week. 
by the way he com commands the mic and the way he can get physical, although he did get quite the beatdown. Uh, who would have thought that in 2022, a major promotions show over the course of a week would close with Nikki Cross standing tall, Stokely and William Morrissey standing tall to end those shows this week. They're really they're bringing out guys who you would not think are are major players who are getting who are like standing tall at the end of shows, and I'm all for it because I think wrestling needs that. I don't I don't wish it was Stokely and or Morrissey because I think there are plenty of guys who have been there longer that should be dominating the storylines. However, I think we're just in very interesting times, um, and there's wrestling has always been an element of like throw something to a wall and see what sticks. So they're they're trying and. I, I dig it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you. Here's the thing. Every show can be a good show. It does not have to be, again, like an, an epic show. We, we I think we look at, like, the old days in nostalgia. There are plenty of crappy WWE Saturday night shows or oh, WCW yeah. Thunder shows where it was, like, a bunch of people wrestled and nothing really great happened. We got great wrestling. Mm -hmm. Last night at AEW mm -hmm. Dynamite, we had some great matches. We didn't even talk about uh, the Blackpool Combat Club against the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society to lead off the match. Oh, uh, Claudia, Claudia swings, swing the spot. Yeah. How about that? Cla Claudia looked great. You know what I mean? So it's like they had great matches last night, and you and we're so I'm so conditioned now, where it's like, ah, it's a good show. Nothing, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it was a it was a really really good show, and it re leads into uh leads in a rampage and it's leading into full gear we didn't even talk about what they're you know it looks like we're gonna get a triple threat between luchasaurus ray phoenix and um orange cassidy coming up there you know they're building up i i still love uh you know i love matt menard more every day matt menard may might be may be my eddie i don't know but they've, they've i think they're pitching him down for a, a moxley match i think uh, coming up so uh -huh. um you know aw again we talk about it every week it's an embarrassment of riches there's only so many uh you know so many places you can put on television we didn't even talk about um rampage last week where i think it was a was was that the hook ari davari match like yeah they're building yeah. up the trust busters and <laughs> so hey look we've got a lot they've got a lot aw's got a lot and they're going to have to get it together because in the sense of full gear is they, they have a really, really good reputation of doing really good pay-per-views. I don't exactly know what we know outside of MJF um, uh, Moxley. What do we know for the full gear card? I don't know. Was I, what I, Here's a, what I didn't hear last night. Was there any update given on Hangman? He was not there. There was no update given on him. Well, continue recovery. Continue recovery for him. There is certainly plenty of talent uh, to hold his place for when he gets back. But just, I mean, I, we will. We I should leave. You know, our final thought. I can be this. When yep. after full gear, as we sort of get ready for the holidays and we turn that calendar, it becomes WrestleMania season, and it is not just WrestleMania season for the WWE. It is sure. Wrestle. It is WrestleMania season for AEW also. Or anybody, have, it's like or every anybody. promotion. Yeah, they have to. They, you know, everyone's sort of trying to doing their best to counter program to what is historically the the big the biggest few months of 
the wrestling calendar is, you know, the Survivor Series leading up or Royal Rumble leading up to WrestleMania. So AEW better get on their game, get people healthy. You know, there, there are several people sitting on the shelf that hopefully will be returning soon to make it dynamic. Um, and I think we'll find that we will, we're, we're, we're going to live without CM Punk. And right. if, if need be, we, we have been living and would live without the Bucks and Kenny, but they're going to return and make it that much more dynamic and throw three more, another tag team and another top single star to get into the mix as we kind of approach uh, towards the end of the year. It's going to be exciting. I know this is on the fly really quickly. Is there a, um, is there a wrestler in AEW right now that is, that has been missing for a while in your mind, not on yeah. TV, maybe not a storyline that no, that you would just like to see the most. Who is there somebody that you would like to see the most? Yeah. Brody King, bring Brody back King. Brody King. Yeah. I mean, uh, Ricky Starks was on dark this week. I was going to say, it's kind of strange to say Starks, right? Because he had such a big push, but he's noticeably missing now. And yeah, I mean, back on TV. he was on dark. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs, another one of them, you know, we, we didn't exactly have a huge blow off to their feud, but who knows? Um, no, Brody King and the house of black I and mean, Julia Hart was appearing regularly on dark and elevation, but not Brody, not buddy Matthews, like house of black yep. really has gone, has gone dark since Malachi took his leave. Um, you know, how AEW does those weekly rankings and they seem to take stuff like that more seriously than WWE. I wish on AEW's like roster page, they right. would have like active, like active injured, you know, or off like doing, you know, off doing, you know, I would love to just know, like I had to just find out there's a, you know, that, and it's not AEW. Tommaso Ciampa just had hip surgery and is going to be out for a long time. He was someone who was missing on television. And if you're a big Ciampa fan, you would like to know. So if you went to his roster page and saw injured, maybe they don't want to release all that. Maybe that would damage their viability when they return. But sure. um, I would just love as a fan to know where has Brody King been? If he's doing other dates, commitments, great. But I would just love to know, mention something about it. Um, Brody King for me, who is it for you? I, I, again, it, it sounds weird to say this, but it would be Starks. Uh, where, yeah. like, I felt like Starks was on the cusp of going over big time, maybe getting that, you know, All American or Mid, Mid, Mid Atlantic or All Atlantic Championship or whatever. Like, he was on his way to, to like you know, being super over, great promos, great talking. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, he just kind of vanished. Uh, another one that I haven't seen in a long time. Now, he may be injured. I don't know. But. Where is Dante Martin? Dante Martin was getting a huge, huge push at one point, wrestling every week on TV, doing amazing, amazing things. Love to see Dante Martin. Where is Miro? I would love to see Miro, right? So we could do we could do this on and on. I feel like uh, with, I feel like with Dante, they have two spots for the Dante type, and right now Garcia and Yuta have those spots right now. Yep. Yep. Yep, no, yeah. I think you're right. Is there a uh, face uh, face of the week? Well, the faces of the week. Um, oh, geez, I don't want to. I'm. Not, I don't want to get political on it. So you no, always get I, political. I, I, I I try not to. Um, <laughs> uh, face of the face of the week um, is the 
I'm going to go with the woman we had on last week, Erica Porter. Erica Porter. Yes, yes, yes. Jungle, Jungle Girl's my face salute this week. She gave us a great interview last week. She'll she be really did. She'll be at Hardywood with Women of Wrestling on November 5th and number 6th. Six. Yep, number 6th at Hardywood. The 5th, the 5th there's a dinner at Commonwealth Club. Yep. Uh, and the 6th uh Hardywood downtown where there'll be um a movement expedition. Yep. And her um Endorphasm, her foundation does great things. So go go follow Jungle Girl on the socials, yep. go watch That's her awesome. videos on YouTube and go see her at Hardywood. Listen to our podcast. Local. It's on the uh, WCW podcast. Everywhere podcasts are available. And just the interview, not the entire podcast, but just the interview I did put on the Cheats Movement uh, podcast as well. So we doubled it up. Um, so it's on the Cheats Movement uh, podcast. It's on the um, WCW uh, WCWF podcast. Uh, it's not up yet on the blog. It'll be up on the blog this week. Uh, we still have a week to uh to make sure that we support the foundation support erica and what she's doing but yeah phenomenal interview wonderful guest a lot of fun who's your um, face my face is going to be the new york knickerbockers who is off to a three and one start yeah. uh, they had a opening night overtime loss in memphis but then they've won three in a row against weaker teams they beat detroit uh orlando and last night they beat charlotte i think in overtime as well but mm -hmm. um Who's been your biggest surprise on the team? No, it's not, I'm not okay. Here's, I, I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Surprise is not the word as much as uh, really, really impressed with what uh, our new acquisition, Jalen Brunson, yeah. has made made the offense look. So this, uh, me and my buddies watch every Knicks game pretty much, and we talk about it as much as we talk about wrestling. And this with with Brunson in the point guard position, the ball movement for the first four games has been the best we've seen probably since like the playoff year, which was, might've been like 2016 or something. It was, the ball movement makes a, a, so much of a difference and they're getting easier shots. They're, they're going to, they're not going to be a championship team, but if Brunson stays healthy, the team stays healthy. The idea is they will beat the bad teams like they have so far. They will be competitive with the good teams and they'll, they'll slide in the playoffs probably in that second half. Uh, I love to see know, that. somewhere in the six through nine scene, but yeah, it, it's exciting. New York is uh is is excited for this particular team. They're playing. Last thing I'll say is, the year we made the playoffs two years ago, which was a complete surprise. No one expected that particular group of guys to get like I think they got like the number three seed. It was insane. Mm -hmm. Um, then last year they had all the expectations of with the entire world looking at them because they made the playoffs the year before and they were horrible. horrible. Um, this year, because they were so horrible last year, they come into this season, not a lot of expectations. Um, and I bet you they're going to be probably the best of the three years there. I mean, they're they're If they stay healthy, basketball is about health. If they stay healthy, they're going to be as talented as um, we've seen a team in New York in a long time. I'm a big Obi Toppin fan. Love them. Let's pop in Obi Toppin. I think, you know, Jersey wise, um, I'm you know every year you're looking to get a new jersey. I think I think the top in jersey because it's also number yeah. one. Uh -huh. It's a great it, number one's a great jersey number, so I think that'll be happening this year. That's great. All right, this is wrestling chat with friends. We had a great AEW show. I really really enjoyed it. EJ the collector shout out. Is there any um, matches that we need to watch? Like a match in the archives. 
Huh, I don't have one picked out. However, I will reference there was we, we talked about tag teams, about the Young Bucks. We talked sure. about the Lucha Brothers. The greatest tag team of all time, as far as how they connected with fans and what they could do. I'm going to recommend Midnight Express. Close, Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> I, I, I knew Rick, what you were going to say. That's why Rick, was, Ricky and Ricky and Robert <laughs> were very <laughs> very formidable <laughs> in my upbringing, in my brother's <laughs> upbringing. <laughs> They don't make them like those guys anymore. So jump on the YouTube, Google Rock and Roll Express, and not not just for the wrestling. Watch some of these intros they have, and listen to the place go absolutely wild. It is on the level of the Beatles, of whatever that when the Backstreet Boys, of what BTS when they come out, and you just hear this high pitched scream of female voices losing their minds. It's never been copied in professional wrestling like the rock and roll express did way down what in the was south it with the, the what was express what was with expresses back in the day so it was a rock and roll express and the midnight express and they were big rivals sweet stan lane and beautiful bobby eaton and before Ricky sweet, Morton and before Gibson, yeah. sweet stan lane it was lover boy dennis Condry. Yeah, so I don't know what the expresses were, but yeah go back and watch a rock and roll express midnight express match i will i will never not pop for the rock and roll express uh, especially, and then many, many years later, Ricky Morton gave me a great uh, cameo uh, for my birthday from my brother. I, yeah, so. I think I told, that's awesome. Fantastic. Rock and Roll Express, here to stay. All right, we're going to count it out on that. Here's the three count one, two, three. We are out. <laughs>